Good evening. You are listening to a Rad Religion Broadcasting premiere podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And tonight, our favorite show is Why? Why do you, why ask why? Try Bud Dry. No, Why the Last Man? Brought to you by the good people at Future Investigations, Color Force, which is, I don't believe these are real production companies, which is Mark Productions, FXP, Hulu, and the Disney Corporation, which now owns 21st Century Fox. You make up bands for uh, Metal Hammer and I Doom all the time. do not make up bands. And if you push me, I will do what I've been doing to Robert and Alexis, which is, as you're trying to do your plugs, show pictures of Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. I hate that thing. <laughs> you can deny God. You can deny. I will sex. never. De- you cannot deny Dominic. That there's so much wrong with what you just said. <laughs> God, much like Santa, is a matter of belief. Dominic is forever and eternal. Ehaw, hee-haw. There we go. <laughs> I was like, I was like just slowly turning off the lights in his room, like, and Ronnie has disappeared. Um, Ronnie, all right, we're talking why the last man, uh, which may or may not come back. It's currently canceled on FX on Hulu. It may come back as a Disney adult series on Disney Plus. Like there, there there's rumors that they're going to like create an an adult, not like triple X or anything, but. Uh, not children related um, uh, part of Disney plus uh, and then bring this back for that. Essentially, I, I guess it did well enough in the ratings for FX on Hulu. Um, and, uh, you know, people enough people watched it, but um, there were some due to the COVID-19 pandemic, take a drink, everybody. There were some problems with production and casting and contracts and, this ended up being more expensive than it needed to be. Not to mention the fact that it's been in development the year since the year of the flood. Uh, <laughs> so they opted That's to so true. They opted to cancel it for now, and then kind of like swamp thing. And, and that what happened with that one? There's a, there's the possibility that these things come back, but for right now, it's just but, the one season we're going to talk about, and it's not coming back. Swamp thing is a tragedy, though. Yeah, do you know the story on that? Like, and I don't want to go don't. off topic too much, but yeah, yeah like this will be our one or less. Trail. Yeah, ten, ten words or less with Swamp Thing. They shot the thing, and they shot it. I think in North Carolina because they were supposed to get mm-hmm. tax credits for it, which would have uh, increased the um, profits on production. And then they never got the credits for one reason. Like someone didn't fill out a form or something. There was like a massive screw up. I'm pretty sure heads rolled and people were fired. Uh, But they never got the credit from North Carolina. So the show's budget ended up ballooning. And then it was like, okay, we don't, you know. And at the time it was a uh, DC Universe production. So it was Warner Media. It was Mm -hmm. through Warner Brothers, but it was aired on 
DC universe and they were just like, yeah, we're done with this. We don't, you know, whatever. Which but is, with like that, I said, a travesty and a shame because the show is great. Well, everything ended up being right now it's airing on the CW um, and you can watch it on the CW app. Um, because it might not actually be airing, airing, but like it's there. For, oh, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's there on the app now. And I think for a while there, it was actually airing on the channel. Um, so Is I don't it, know if that's the reason why HBO Max hasn't swooped in yeah. and, and, you know, renewed it for a second season or not. They could but, do wonders with that. They, they really could. And considering it's basically theirs, you know, it's, it's a Warner Brothers yeah. thing. They have... I, you know, the thing with the conversation about like Netflix bringing back you after Lifetime canceled it, you know, and, um, you know, after Fox canceled Lucifer and Netflix picked that up, like, I don't understand why anything gets canceled anymore. Right. Netflix you know? just swoops in and takes up everything. Right. And uh, so with Disney Plus, um, like Disney Plus has been sitting on a pilot for the new Warriors uh, comedy show that has uh, Evan... Evan Bevins' favorite comic book character, Squirrel Girl, and I have no idea why, like, when they were going to push Disney Plus out, that didn't end up on there. Like, right. I don't understand why, you know, like, when ABC um, didn't pick up um, Marvel's Most Wanted, but they knew they were going to end up eventually doing this streaming service that was going to need exclusive content i was like just make it all make most wanted make you know make squirrel girl new warriors yeah make, you know go make back the whole and, thing I, I mean you could even you know now that netflix is not doing the you know dare at least make daredevil and punisher you mm -hmm. know i i can i can survive without uh without luke cage and and iron fist and and jessica definitely jessica jones even though jessica jones gave us one of the best marvel villains ever yeah uh uh, he was one was fantastic after that it kind of goes downhill yeah um, all right anyway yeah let's 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 continue on all right so after six minutes of that rabbit hole uh <laughs> so i went back and i listened to the show that you did with um jesse starcher and yeah. what's his nuts and what's his nuts his wife um <laughs> josh <laughs> Yeah, Calandros. Calandros, Josh, and Laura—they're amazing people. They—they they are. What's his nuts? Yeah, what well, good old good old what's his nuts? I can never forget him. Um, what's his nuts and what's what's her what's yeah. his nuts? His wife. It, yeah, it's what's his nuts and Mrs. What's his nuts. Mrs. What's his nuts. <laughs> so I, I went back and listened to the syndicated source material that had you, Jesse, Josh Calandros, and Mrs. Calandros on it. And um, I just kind of want to refresh that conversation. Sure. Did you read the entire run of every single page of it? Okay. So tell me, Ronnie, in your own words, where were you on the night of? No. Um, tell me in your own words. <laughs> I'm going to begin my prosecution now. Um, how close? Let's get into the television show, but I want to know specifically mm -hmm. how closely the television show resembles the comic book and where it diverges. Please take Not, as much time as it needs to yeah. explain that. Explain that to me. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, right away, oh, man, uh, they started changing little things mm -hmm. uh, right in the first episode. Okay, so I I know that. Hi, what are you doing, buddy? This is not food. My dog, um, it, it, <laughs> playing with an envelope and he thought it was food. Um, you know, his girlfriend, where it, everything about it started changing, just little bits, little bits of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I was like, well, this is going to be a little different. So, um, the main thing that they switched for me, mm -hmm. it feels like. 
they let they made Y less Yorick. charismatic. Or yeah, Yorick. Sorry, they someone described Yor him in the show as a beta male, and that is just the beginning of my problems with this character. They made him less charismatic. Yeah, how you could take a character like Yorick and Why the Last Man and make him even more less masculine than he already is. <laughs> okay, so he was he was already not particularly masculine in the comic. I wouldn't want to say particularly masculine. Mm -hmm. He just he he was just listless, uh, aimless. Okay. But you could this still tell like, shiftless layabout, shiftless layabout. But you know, he it, it wasn't like you know he he would go out and chop wood or anything like that. That mm -hmm. you know everybody's like oh toxic masculinity no bullcrap. Um, but it was still like one of those things where like okay I he was more relatable. Okay. As, a, as a character this one is not in the, in the that's my biggest change that's what i couldn't get around when i was watching this show mm -hmm. was how they took they how they took yorick uh from like a six and a half seven to a two <laughs> okay like how do you do that man um yeah he's so, super annoying in the show gosh. i don't I, let me just say straight up i do not like this show this was a chore to get through. Yeah. And it's absolutely. one of those where like, because I make it a point, like if, if I didn't have to actually work for a living and I could just do podcasts, I would try to do all the comic book adaptations and compare yeah. them because I, I think that's a fun niche to sort of dig into. And so I would have watched this from beginning to end, no matter what. But if I didn't watch this for a podcast, I don't know if I would have finished it. Like the only thing that would have made me finish it is I, you know, I, I eventually have to get back to the the la, the the lost symbol or whatever it's called on Peacock because I'm two or three episodes into that, and then I had to stop because I had to do other stuff. But like I can't leave a show unfinished; it bothers me. Like that happened with me with Rescue Me, where like I had watched it for almost every season, and then towards the end, I moved, I got divorced, things were happening in my life, and I just couldn't finish the show. And I spent like a day or two getting caught up because I'm like I couldn't just leave it unfinished. I had to know how I had to know how rescue me ended, so I would eventually have gotten to the end of, of why the last man. <laughs> right. But I loved rescue me. <laughs> it's a great it's a great show. So, uh, but this I'm also having something delivered to the door right now, so that's why I had to, to go okay. mute for a second. Sorry, it's fine. Um, it just this was an uphill slog. Problem number one is the only relatable character, the only likable character in this entire was the monkey? show. Close is the president like diane lane is she was phenomenal so good i forgot yeah. about her yeah she is amazing in this and she is carrying as much of the load of this show as she can on her it's shoulders and shame. it's not easy because nobody else is, is helping the show along no it's a shame that the rest of the show was such a slog to get through mm -hmm. that i forgot about her performance yeah she's great and th she, that's yeah. that's the thing like when they would focus on yorick after a couple of episodes, I'm like, I don't even want to, I don't care about this character anymore. I hope he dies. I, but I, he's the I, main character. It's I, really I, called I, Why I the Last Man. Well, they they alluded to the fact that there were other men out and about. Yeah. Like, like his condition, genetic, his genetic condition was such that there were, he was an anomaly, but he was not the only anomaly out there. And I'm like, could we get another man to be the last man then? Because <laughs> Yorick sucks. Yorick's, oh gosh, man. I mean, like, I get it. he was supposed to be annoying and uh kind of whiny in the comic books, but then mm -hmm. he kind of grew into that. Um 
it, it, you start to root for him more and more through the comics right. and it becomes more mature. I saw no growth in this person. No, it's a, it's weird that, and, and I don't, this is the problem with television right now. This is a very a general statement I'm going to make, but I feel like they think they're going to get more seasons than they actually are. So they make, so they wait. And yeah. here's the thing. You should write your season of television. Like it's your last. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, I know I gushed about this this series mm-hmm. before, but Heels, they wrote a beginning, a middle, and an end to this right. whole thing. Like, this was going to be their one and only season. So if Heels never comes back, you at least saw both brothers make change, you know, have changes Progress. in their personalities mm-hmm. and, you know, character, have character arcs. Yeah. So that by the end of it, they were not in the same place they were in the be- in, at the beginning of this. He, and here's the thing. You're now living. You're now living in the apocalypse. You should change. Yes, it should affect you. Yes, make you depressed, traumatized, right. something. He is the same <sighs> asshole character at the beginning of Why the Last Man that he is in the <laughs> very last episode. So, oh. it's like, I think it's like eight or ten episodes of just incessant whining. Just okay. You take Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm level whining and then you just put an absolute <laughs> unlikable character behind it yeah i was gonna say like i can't even think of like a really unlikable you know i it, don't know it's not it's not even that any he's... one of the female ghostbusters but then make them say oh, i wanted to go to the tashi station to pick up some power converters <laughs> right for 10 episodes right exactly <laughs> because like and, and no because they're not because they're women no it's because no, the movie they, they were not likable character well Holtzman maybe but um I'm not getting into that debate again. Who? McKinnon. She, yeah, yeah, okay. So she was cool. Like, yeah. So like Michelle McCarthy's character, like narrow this down. So imagine uh, Michelle McCarthy for 10 episodes Melissa. in an hour piece. Melissa McCarthy. I keep doing that. Melissa McCarthy for an hour, you know, for, for 10 hours straight going, I want to go to the Tashi Station to pick up the panic event. Oh my gosh. So, Meanwhile, it's at the apocalypse. There are bigger fish to fry. Right. <laughs> so, like, it, it's not even that he's like, you want to hate this character because it would be right. different if he was a character that you wanted to hate. It's, yeah, not he's not a villain. Hate. it's just he's it's just indifferent. And after a while, he's annoying. It's just like, just shut up. You as an audience member should be rooting for him to survive. Right. And I want to see the Amazons who we need to talk about. I want to see the Amazons kill him. Like, right. In the second, in the last episode of the second last episode of the season, when the Amazons come for him in that one horse town, <laughs> which was such a good mm-hmm. story arc in the book, right? It was so good because you're like, oh man! So that's from the book, this, then that whole yeah. Thing. Is this like, uh, like in the book, he meets a girl, and you're like, oh man, he's really getting he's he's getting away from his girlfriend, who he's like uh, obsessively crying about throughout the whole thing mm. and he's you know he wants to marry her do this and he's a finder blah 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 and then kind of like it, it, it's that character growth or that or that question that comes up like but wait you kind of hooked up with this girl mm. and then the amazons came and ruined it all right but um but even then like it, it, through this you're just like just put an arrow through his eye <laughs> i'd rather see the monkey survive yeah um so yorick sucks uh you're too much whining no Ugh. growth um never seems to understand the gravity of his situation which is a fine starting point but you have to transition after a excellent while excellent point excellent point i'm so sorry to interrupt you but you no, just no, made you're fine 
he we're has friends here. We no, can just talk. He has no <laughs> sense of urgency. Yeah. No and sense thing, of like, wonder. Like, Diane Lane, like so Diane Lane's his mother, and she like flat out explained it to him. She was like, yeah. you're the last man on earth. We need to get you to a lab so a scientist can figure out why you survived whatever the hell this was that has now plagued humanity, quite literally. And he go. literally just went... And he was like, but I want to go to the Tashi station to yeah. pick up the power commanders. And the mom's like, smack. <laughs> you know, like you, you should have hit him with a board. <laughs> um, I, I want to switch gears here. Yeah. And just talk about the one. This isn't all bad. I was talking to my father-in-law about this over the Thanksgiving holiday. This is a poorly executed great idea. Yes. Absolutely. And I didn't read the comic book, so it's not like I'm fanboying out on the comic and been like, oh my god, I love the comic so much, why did they do this to my to my baby? I've, I've only read it once, mm -hmm. the whole series. I've only read it through once. Now, stuff like, uh, I've read Invincible through three times mm -hmm. wow. now, I think. Yeah, I love it, you know. Now, you, you get to the point where you skim stuff, you know, you go through mm -hmm. it. But this one I loved, but I only read it once, mainly because it's heavy. It's My last watch through of The Wire, I knew, I know the, I know the five scenes of The Wire so much by heart. There are certain scenes, as much as I love that show and think it's like the best thing ever captured on television, that there are scenes I'll just I'll flat out skip. I'm like, yeah. nope, this isn't important. I don't need to see McNulty bang her. I don't. You know, All right. I just, I, I've watched Community so many times. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, this episode's coming up. Eh. Yeah. Go to the next one. Skip. All um, season four. Just skip it. So. This is a fantastic idea. I want to focus on that for a second because I don't want to spend yeah. just an hour bashing. No, no, it, yeah, absolutely. Because I think I think the series as a modern parable about certain aspects of, of life is really interesting. And I wish it had just not, you know, handled better. I wish it hadn't been fumbled. So the thing I, I talked about with my father-in-law, which really resonated with me, it touched me. Um, and it made me kind of anxious about the world we're living in is that the first thing that said, and some people have criticized this and I don't know how, how real it is, but I thought it was an interesting thing. So all the men are dead, right? Mm -hmm. All the men are gone. Yeah. And the first thing that they tell, you know, once they establish that the line, that the line of ascendancy has been just decimated. So like this Congresswoman has now become the president. Yeah. Um, and the first thing they tell her is, Hey, we are running out of power. Here's why. Most of the power plants across the United States were staffed by men. Yep. O pretty much only men worked there. They mm. knew how it ran. This is not a field women typically went into, and they're all gone now, and we don't know how they work. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, my God. Because when don't I you think about that, do you? No, and that that's what I'm saying. That's mm -hmm. the brilliant thing about it. Like, if you think about the way that we guide our boys and girls, like you don't have children, but you have, I'm sure, nieces and nephews. You've seen your your cousins, cousins yeah. and brothers and sisters raise their own children. And you know, there are tendencies, good, bad, or indifferent, to guide our children into you know different things. You know, sure. If, um so what I'm saying is like girls typically for one reason or another don't go into engineering. You know, they're not likely to work in an electrical power plant. Right. You know, they're not they might fundamentally know how it works to some degree or another depending on which degree of science they went down, right. but they didn't land there. And there's an 
there's an area of technicality and expertise that needs to be known for those things to operate. Mm -hmm. And when all the people who know it and can teach it to others are gone in a flash, we're effed. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the whole, like, I guess I died too, if all the men were gone, but like the, (laughs) what if like, all of a sudden, nobody that knows how to keep the lights on is alive. Mm. What a scary thought that is. That is anxiety-inducing. Well, it's not even like... I mean, okay, you look at all the all the things, all the uh, jobs, the the mm. careers that that you don't you don't particularly see women go into. Right. One of them is pilot. Yeah. Not you don't see a whole pilots. lot of you don't see a whole lot of women pilots. Well, uh, d- doesn't that get addressed at some point in this where yeah. they find two women pilots and they were like, you know, w- what did you do? Well, I was a flight instructor and then I, I can't remember what the other one did. Yeah. I wasn't flying anything. Right, right. They, but most of I've flown a lot in my life and it's always been men mm-hmm. as the pilots. That's a lot of planes coming down, man. Yeah. You know, um, right. And, and you think I'm of all the like, not, well, like truck the truck drivers, truck not, drivers. I was going to say the labor, like the labor side of it um mm-hmm. you know construction workers things like that people who work on oil rigs i work in a i work in the crane industry and crane uh, yeah oil oil rigs there's very few there are some women that work on sure. oil rigs but very very few right very I, very very few women truck drivers i am at no point saying none no women work right. in any of these fields and i think you, that was some of the can, criticism but so i mean choose. we're talking maybe 10 to 1 yeah like I work in a, I work in a, a for a, a larger crane company, like a, mm-hmm. like a, um, well, there we're, we're pretty much, we're getting to be worldwide. We've got cranes in different parts of the world now. Um, but we're definitely, you know, across the nation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys that I, you know, I work on the tech side of it. Um, I see a lot of our crane operators. They're all guys. It's not all that dude, they just yeah. hired just guys. Right. It's just that guys just go into this because, you know, at some point they're just like, "Hey, screw college, let's go learn a trade." Listen, how many you know? men go into nursing? Let's flip this around. Right, not very many at all. Right, it's again ten to one. Are there yeah. nurses? Sure, I work absolutely. In a, I, I work in correctionals. There are plenty of male nurses, absolutely male providers, whatever. Certainly male social workers. But even my industry, <laughs> I'm outnumbered by women, probably thirty to one. Yeah, but you're a. I mean, like, yeah, in your industry, and yeah, my sister's industry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, there is a larger uh, female population in, in those jobs. And it's not because like only they, only this, you know, only this gender can have, you know, only this no, sex can have this job or whatever. No, 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 no. No, it's men, just, wants, how men want been. to go make money and they don't like people. So they tend to go into, you know, technical right. jobs. I sit in an office behind a computer because I don't mm-hmm. like people. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, women go into, women typically go into helping professions. It's also, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're a average intelligence girl with not a lot of money, where do you get guided to? Nursing. Teach nurse nursing or teaching, teaching. nursing. Yeah, right. things like that. Um and that is not a put down of either one. But no, absolutely not. Here. Yeah. This is where a lot of our girls end up when they don't feel like they have a tremendous amount of other options. Small town West Virginia boy, right here. Small mm-hmm. town. If you didn't go into nursing or the mines, there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot for you. Right. Yeah, you know? that's another good point. So just to kind of round this back to why the last man, the show, the, the high points of this show are when they're dealing with this, the realities of the new world. 
Yeah. Not they don't have men to run power plants. They don't have men to you know to dig for oil or coal for that matter. They yeah. don't have men to do the jobs that men typically do. And so and you now and then what women are left like what it's like what do you do first? You know, and then yeah. ag- agriculture is another one. It you know, yes, we do a lot of big business agriculture now. It's a lot many of it's done by machines, but who's running those machines? Mostly men. Yeah. So you have issues with food supply. You have issues with energy. Um, not just the politics of it, but and this is why I'm going on and on and on about this. Like I loved that aspect of the show. Absolutely, like, I could think. have, I could have just dealt with ten episodes of them trying to figure out how to keep the lights on and the mm-hmm. food in the refrigerators, and quite frankly, the fridge on, because that stuff was so much more interesting than any individual character or story element of this of this story there's a show called jericho um that mm-hmm. maybe one day that you and i can t- take a look at down the road yeah. sometime how many seasons is it two maybe yeah it's way down the road way down okay. the road it's it's an older show but jericho mm-hmm. is literally guy comes back to his hometown gets in a fight with his dad who they don't get along with and on his way mm-hmm. out he looks up there's a mushroom cloud in the distance right and there's tactical nukes that go off all around the United States, but his town of Jericho is a a, a, a tactical place. You know, they tactical place where Jericho is left alone, mm-hmm. and they were all and, and and it goes into that. But but as far as it goes, everybody in the town of Jericho, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no power. There's no water. There's no nothing because all of these you know like Boston and all these major cities are just gone. Mm-hmm. you know and uh, so they have to figure out how to do these things and then and then they have to figure out you know well what happens from here there was another civil war where there were two two different united states going on one president thought he was you know one person thought he was president and then they started to you know to fight and mm-hmm. you know that's later on down the road but it was just simple things like that like the characters were good and there was character growth in that and everything but it was the things like that how they were going to survive day to day Mm-hmm. With all these people gone and all these things gone, uh, how how are they going to do it? That's what it, that's what trapped me into this show right. and made it so good for me. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Um, so when you think about why the last man and all these simple things that you don't think about, the guy driving the crane, the guy flying the plane, um, or, or or whatever, you're like, holy crap! Wow, just like you said, it's anxiety inducing. Yeah. It's funny you thought you said before and it didn't connect with me right away, but now I'm I'm when you said before that's a lot of planes coming down. Literally a lot of planes. A Thousands lot of, of planes are playing in any given down. time with yes. male pilots. Almost to a letter, all male pilots, and they yeah. all went, you know. So think about like you know, I was thinking about like the Avengers, you know, Thanos wipes out half the, the population Boom, and snap. just you know, just, just all those planes falling out of the sky. I think you, I, I think I can't remember which one it is, if it's Captain Marvel or not, but the one of the end credit scenes where, uh, you know, um, uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, Colby Smulders are driving, Maria Heller driving around. Yeah. And, and everyone's starting to dust out mm-hmm. and you see like planes crashing in the background. Yeah. Like the helicopter go into mm-hmm. the, into the mm-hmm. man. That's crazy. I mean, just thinking like, also, one more rabbit trail. When they brought back everybody after the blip is what they called it, you know, the snap. Yeah. What about the people that were riding in the plane? Did they, 
did they come back <laughs> in midair as fall? <laughs> Somebody brought that up. I, I've, I've heard that elsewhere. Like, did everyone, like, okay, everyone goes back to where they were. So all the people in planes just in midair. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Bugs Bunny just holding yeah. up a sign. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you just see like a person's shaped cloud as they go down. <laughs> I'm going to assume Banner put everyone safely on the yeah. ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, man. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm back. I, uh, where's the lamb? Uh, <laughs> like their neck stretches out as their body falls and then their head goes with them. Why me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, let's get back to depressing why the last man. Yeah. Uh, um, so I had a question for you. Um, and, and it's because like, there were parts of this that was a little hard to follow. Mm -hmm. So this all takes place within like the first year of the death of man. Yeah. Okay. Not 50 years, not 20 years, not a hundred mm -hmm. years, not a thousand years. It's within a year yeah. that this all happens. And then like the idea of the Yorick is precious because he survived and we want to run tests on him and get his blood so we can figure out, a, a cure and, and when we start juices. to bring men back they don't die yeah. okay so in that sense making sure that nothing happens to him made sense to me but there was a lot of if other people see him they'll freak out i didn't get why in the book okay so that was one thing i had a hard time grasping and in in, in, in the show as well <laughs> Uh, is why everything went with Lord of the Flies so quick? Yeah, <laughs> like, like they started forming the Amazons and everything. I'm like, that, wait, wait, that, wait, I'm gonna get to that on. in a minute. And that didn't, yeah. th that's we're all abused women, and men with penises are terrible. And so, we want all men to die. And if we find them, we'll kill them. That right. made sense to me. Like, who doesn't want to kill all the men on earth? I get right. It. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I get it. Like, what? if people freak, are they just gonna like rip his clothes off and try to bone him? <laughs> like, what is he? The one of the Beatles? I didn't right. understand what's like, happening here. Like, he's going full hard day's night, running from people, <laughs> and you know, like putting on sunglasses, like, and they run by him, and he's like, whoop, 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 and he takes off running the other way. Um, but it, I, I didn't understand that to be honest with you. That kind of okay. it kind of lost me in the book too. But other than the fact that that. Hey, you're our only hope. Hey, put a baby in me, put a baby in me, put a baby in me, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a deal. Then that's the only thing I get from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I hate to, I hate to put it like that because of, to be so crude about it, but it, I, it, when it comes down to that, that's the only thing that I would understand. But you know, like, or just the actual sudden shock of, Hey, my husband, son, grandpa, dad, right. whoever is dead, why aren't you dead? I can't, you know. I, I remember there was something that I saw, and oh, you know what? I was thinking of like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, where all the children have been kidnapped, and I guess it's yeah. been for a while now. I mean, there were a lot of kids down in that mine, so let's say it had been a year or two. Um, you know, and so uh, Short Round is walking through the Indian village, and the women are like, petting him and you know and and grabbing at him and everything and it's like you know they haven't seen their children and it's like oh i i just i don't mean this the way it's gonna sound i just want to touch my i just want to touch a child yeah you know? yeah they just 
Okay, so, someone's cribbing that from this thing, and it's going to go up in a commercial years from now when I when one of my kids tries to run for office. Because God knows I'm not doing it. Just want to touch a child. Just, like, do Circa. you know where what kind of parents these are? Jonas Radelich had. I just want to touch a child. What? <laughs> I was talking about Indian women in an '80s movie, but that's fine. Whatever. Oh, there's so much more wrong with that. Uh, but no, no, I get it. I mean, like, okay, so you go to bed. You with your with your with your significant other, your mm-hmm. your husband, your boyfriend, whatever, and you yeah. wake up and they're just coughing blood and spewing right gore everywhere, and then they fall over dead. Yeah. You know, six months later, when you think there's no man left on earth, you see one. Yeah, you just kind of want to go like, oh, are you sure, real? It's, it's kind of like a religious experience, and yeah, that much I got. I think the show mishandles yeah. it though. I don't. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think the show gives you a clear picture as to the mindset of these people because they they dipped too, too much into the the people are mad at the government because they think you're keeping secrets and there's a conspiracy and you know and like again they the the writing in this is not great so people mm-hmm. are given like bits of dialogue that they just spew with authority and and then as the viewer you're you're just supposed to accept it because it was said with authority but it doesn't make a lick of sense. Right. You know what they could have used Robert um uh, I'm Ronnie. You, Ronnie. Yes, you know what they could have used to make the writing better? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Grammarly. You're right. For you listeners of TV Party Tonight on the Rattle and Broadcasting Network brought to you by W2M, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes, while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. So download Grammarly today. Go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. And again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. One of the uh, agendas of this show oh, is to bash conservatives. Oh, and my to, gosh. Yes. And there was such a like a parable about modern um, about the modern two party system to where even in the gravest of circumstances during the midst of an apocalypse, one side will seek to get advantage over the other and, and they cannot work together. There was like the writers of why the last man were at, were desperately speaking through the dialogue of this show to tell people, Hey, if the Democrats get power in the apocalypse, the conservatives will try to screw them to take it back. Like they can, they, you know. I wasn't going to open this door, but since you have so kindly, well, I have to because the through. blonde, because the blonde woman, I can't remember what, yeah, whatever. Basically, the leader of the 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 she writes a book about how we're killing boys, and you know, it's toxic. Saying things, talking about toxic masculinity is a bad thing, and you know, we we have to do better by our men. And she has a lot of lines in the show of yeah. like, "Where are the men? We need to bring the men back. The world would be better with men." And she's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Go ahead. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. I get it. There are douchebag guys everywhere. Sure. Um, but because I may go out and shoot a shotgun or chop a tree down. Or maybe because I want to open a car door or a door for somebody does not make me toxic. I try to be a gentleman. I try to be a man. I try to be the man that my my dad and my mom raised me to be. 
If you say that's toxic masculinity, you are just spewing nonsensical words that you've heard the media shout to your face and you Mm -hmm. don't know what you're talking about. Done. I've had a problem with that for years now. Mm -hmm. And I'm what did you so was there that kind of character or was that element in the books or was that something wholly invented for the show? Uh, pretty much that I can remember that was definitely not invented, but heavily elevated for the show. Okay. So there's some of that in the comic book, but it isn't, I can't remember, but not much. What is the phrase that Sean always likes to use? Lampshaded. Is that right? Am I using that phrase? Right? Sure. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't. Okay. Let me put it this way. Most of it was, if not 99.9% of it was written into the show okay that i can remember i liked i like the after the actress that plays her i like the character in terms of you know giving giving somebody to create dramatic tension with diane lane's character in that sense she's fine so i could appreciate the performance and i could appreciate the, the drama um the message was it's it's one of those deals where like i'm not like you and, and some of the other guys i'm not so far conservative that when i see somebody expressing a progressive point of view i retch um <laughs> but um but i do get a little prickly when the when a show makes the 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 right side of the argument this cartoonish and i think that's where my where i'm coming from i uh, being okay yeah i have a more conservative point of view Ooh, sue me um if you did that to either side i would find i would right. be turned completely off by it yeah no, no, don't get me wrong i don't like it when when conservatives are made to look cartoonish i no. don't love it when progressives are made to look cartoonish i don't think i think whatever point you're trying to make isn't made well when you make the other side look like a cartoon villain right it, it tells me that you don't think your argument is strong enough to sustain a a level debate. You it have comes to make down, the other side half mm-hmm. an idiot. It comes down to, I, I, I'm sorry, but that's just where we are right now. Mm-hmm. It's just where it's on both sides, but mostly I've seen it. Um, it comes down to the the screaming, "Hey, let's have a civil discourse." No, you're wrong, and I hate you. Right. You know, so well, a civil yeah. discourse is you shut up and listen. And I tell you that, you know, all the ways that you're wrong. Well, okay. As much as people hate him, Mm -hmm. I've found that the only person that that goes to like college campuses and stuff to have a civil discourse to that has all of his facts in a a row and really wants to talk to people and, and, Mm -hmm. and everybody uses this meme wrong, but he says, change my mind. He wants people to try to change his mind. Crowder is very smart. I've seen his videos where he actually tries to talk to people Mm -hmm. and, but then he goes off and he does his show and he's complete ass on that. Right. Uh, So it kind of ruins what he's trying to do there in my opinion. And yeah, uh, it's one of those things where like, if you want to sit and talk, you can't, but there's not a whole lot of talking because people start screaming. It's one of those things I I talk to my kids about, like, it's okay for you to have a point of view and and have an an opinion, but you need to, but then you need to come back and say, with, you know, and with evidence as to why you believe this thing to be true. That's all I'm asking. I, I teach that to my seven-year-old. You I can't cannot... just say thing is bad and walk away like you've accomplished something. Okay, just you're like, not doing okay. a podcast. Trump, orange man, bad. That's all you give me. 
Yeah. He say bad words on Twitter. Him bad, him go away. Yeah. Why? Tell me right. what makes him so bad. You can't because you don't know. You just say he bad because he say bad words. He, he's racist. Why is he racist? Don't know. Just the, just that he is. Screw you. You're racist too. Yeah. Well, People. Uh, what? But all I asked was how. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyway, Trump and, and Barack Obama suffered from the same problem. The other side Absolutely. was mad that they won. The other Absolutely. side was mad that they won, so nothing they could do could ever be right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I really liked the Amazons in this. Show. Did you? Yeah, I like the look. Look. I'm very sympathetic to the idea of there are women who have been abused and mistreated oh, in this world. And when they saw an opportunity to take control because the men were gone, they were loath to give it up. Yeah. And you needed a sort of political point of view opposite of we need to bring the men back for society yeah. to be sustainable. You need an we antagonist <laughs> to that protagonist point of view. Right. And so I, I didn't, the girl who plays the, the lead Amazon, um, I can't. Uh, I, I have to go through the cast list to find her yeah. name, but um, she's the one that convinces them that she was a cop, and she's the one leading. You know, she's the one kind of in charge of that whole operation there. Um, and then she gets undone and you know unceremoniously murdered and shoved into the pool at the end. <laughs> right. I actually, yeah. I actually liked her. I liked. Uh, I liked her character. I liked her give and take with um, with the redhead that you know who. She, she has some really funny lines towards the end, you know, uh, you know, when she confronts her, she was like, we always eat first, which could we get a no, a new hackneyed line constantly set in Hollywood between Roman Reigns and half of Hollywood. I am really sick of the I eat first line. Yeah, like, it's a little overused, but it made me laugh when she said it, yeah. um, you know, and yeah, and there's the whole bit where they're trying to teach the daughter to hate her brother and her father and like you know she's like what <laughs> she has a really great line later on where she's just like why am i the outcast because i liked my husband and and that's a very real thing <laughs> yeah. that we're struggling with even without the absence of men in this world is right? women hating other women because they like their husbands like you know <laughs> there are people who say things like all sex is rape you know all all all, all sex with men is rape and that marriage is patriarchal and you know it is anti-feminist and all of that believe me i've, I've heard all the arguments yeah. i have all the words and i have heard all the arguments and i think a group in the show given the setting of this thing um that represents that is something the show needed and i actually think it was fairly it was represented fairly well i'll agree with that absolutely um while their well, their point of view isn't sustainable for human life, mm -hmm. I get it. Like eventually, you're going to run out of sperm banks to go to, mm -hmm. or whatever. Well, actually, I think that, I don't know if they touched that. That was something they touched in the um, touched on in the in the. It's brought up in the show. In the they, yeah, I can't, I can't I can't, remember. And, I, and it was something about like me making sure the sperm was protected, and there was an yeah. argument about it at some point during the show. But then, but you know, there's only so far you can go before there's no more babies, mm -hmm. and then the human race is done. Yeah. So, and I, but but I get it, you know, but mainly because like there. Listen, you're talking to a guy who believes um, there should be chemical castration for sex offenders. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, as far as, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what kind, you know. Uh, but you're also talking about a guy who believes everybody deserves a fair shake in court, you know, uh, because there's so many times that 
these things come up and then not so many times there are there are times that that these these things have come up and it's not true mm-hmm. um and uh but and not saying that i don't believe people but you know believe whatever you know what i'm saying there are times unfortunately that it has come up and that it's not true and it could ruin a guy's life mm-hmm. but you know if it is unequivocally you know raped whatever chemical chemical castration you know mm-hmm. to the to the fullest extent of the law get, get rid of the desire or whatever and you're not gonna be able to do it again um but you know there's a there, like i said there's a point where you can there's only so far you can go before like oh hey this is it for the human race mm-hmm. we got 75 years left and you're done basically yeah. And, uh, so it's like one of those confusing things. Like you want, you, you, you kind of like, you kind of almost side with them. Cause yeah, like dude, dude, dude bad, but, <laughs> uh, but not all dude bad, you know, kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Try to, try uh, to tiptoe around that a little bit. All right. Um, this character that they have him partnered up with, uh, let me find her real quick. I um, wanted her to be so much cooler than she was. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um, I can't, where is she? Agent um, three, three, yeah, yeah. Ashley yeah. Romans is Sarah Burge and agent three, five, five. Is she in the book? Yeah. Okay. That's his bodyguard. His okay. mom says, Hey, go with him to protect him. Just like in the show. Okay. He's like, mom, I can protect myself on the way to the Tashi station. Ma. 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 Um, ma- so, ma- I thought she was okay ma- in this. Mama. Ma- I thought she was okay in this. Um, a little she didn't stand out like I wanted her to, man. So what you like in the like fifty words or less? What you like in the book? Cool, mm-hmm. uh, assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, pardon the, the the French badass. Mm-hmm. So and and here she was a little not as badass. No, not not compared to the book at least. I thought not she was yeah the book. I, I think my problem is my my view of her was shaded by the fact that most of her scenes are with Yorick and he's so terrible. His terribleness bleeds onto her. She does fine. Yeah. To quote to quote Mark Radlich, she's fine. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't stand out like I wanted her to. If okay. Yorick's gonna suck, she needs to stand out. But she doesn't. Last thing I'm gonna say about this, and then I'll give you the last word and we'll close up. Um so as a drama that deals with well, what what if to coin a phrase all the men were gone what would happen in society how would that work out where would pe- how how would things evolve how would things change and as a piece of dramatic tension we have one guy and we're trying to get him from one side of the continent to the other okay and then you know hilarity ensues and then we have lobster fine it's actually not a bad premise i like lobster um, and as I said before at the top of the show, when they're dealing with the minutia of how do we how do we get the world back from the apocalypse on track, it's actually quite a good show. Um, when it devolves into action schlock is actually where you know, and I feel like they didn't think the audience for this thing, and and to a degree, I could see why they would think this. The audience for this thing would be bright enough to be able to stay with it if it was just a drama. Yeah. Like if they didn't have a stupid action sequence, 
people would not be into the show. And I will tell you the last bit where the terrorists try to like take over and people are being shot yeah. and the president is like taken hostage and all of that. Wow. I'm like, that's about where the show loses me for good yeah. to where I'm like, I don't care what happens anymore in this. Like anything that was well, good about a, this show has gone out the window. There's a siege on the white house at one point in the book. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's done better. I hate to keep gushing about the comic book, but it's no, just, that's why you're here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That was it. I, I just like, there's a better show here. Um, mm. And maybe in, if they get a second season, they'll do more of that and less of, Hey, the people like the jingling keys. And when things go boom, but because I mean, we, because it's not necessary in this show. What you gave me, I mean, I'd be better off with like a Parker lose. Can't lose type well, comedy. I'll give you, know, you a, this I'll morning a, when I woke up, you know, he's like, I didn't think I'd be the last man on earth, but look at this. I am, whoop, whoop, you know, kind of a deal. What a reference. They go Parker on. Lewis can't lose. Um, Wu Tang in American saga season two. Mm-hmm. is mostly them creating enter the wu-tang there's oh. n- there there like there was more like gritty crime drama in the first season yeah than there than there is in the second season the second season is mostly them just recording the album um and it's the like the best thing i've watched this year <laughs> it's it's amazing i was like i didn't know where you were going with that i was <laughs> like would it, is Mark having a stroke? No, no. I mean, it's, forget it's what so we were good. Talking about, but... No, no, no. It's that's my point. Like and Jesse and I talked about this when we reviewed yeah. American Saga. Like yeah. you didn't need we didn't need action in Wu Tang and American Saga, despite it being a gritty crime drama. I'm telling you this right now. Yellowstone is one of the best shows I've watched, and there's not mm-hmm. like action every every episode in it. Right. There, I mean, in the beginning of the of the season, there is a little bit. You know, there's a few fist fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just just drama. It's it's just well acted drama, right? Um, you know, I love Yellowstone. I can't help it. Um, what was I, I, there's a couple others that I've watched lately that I'm like, oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't need to be like Daredevil level, you know, fight scenes and all that. While those are those are amazing, they belong there. Mm-hmm. And they're just not doing it to catch our attention. While probably they are, right? But you know, I, f- I feel like this thing rested what like there was a conversation in the writing room about like, well, if we don't end this thing in explosive action, we're going to lose the, we're going to lose the comic book fans that like the bang booms. But I think that's a misreading of comic book fans. Absolutely. How how much, and and this is like a really like a 10 word or less thing. It's what I'm going to end on. How much traditional action was there in Brian K. Vaughn? (laughs) Not all last man. Not right. I, I I had a feeling it was more of a think piece than it was yeah. like Spider-Man. I mean there was, but there really wasn't. I mean, like right. most of the fight, you know, like there were some fights between Agent 355 and other people, and mm-hmm. you know, they had to fight off the Amazons and stuff like that. But then there was a lot there's just a lot of talking too in, mm-hmm. in some issues. So, you know, it it's just yeah, you know, um it, you don't have to make it you know, he doesn't have to go like half of the population wants my peen. The other half of the population wants to cut off my peen. Where do I go from here? Oh, explosions, you know, kind of a deal. Yeah, it's insulting to think that, you right. know, get a good actor, get a good script and, and let people be the judge. And and it, people know when they're being pandered to, you know, especially fans of this book. Mm-hmm. You're not, this is such a, uh, uh, this is such a niche 
section of comic books. Like, mm-hmm. like not many people. You go out to any comic book shop, and you see you catch a younger person, or or just about anybody. You're like, have you read Why the Last Man? You're like, what the crap are you talking about? Or no, what's that about? Is that, that a Spider-Man the, book? Is that, yeah, what, what, Why the Last Man? You know, is that a, a Flash? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or well, no, people are not going to know. You right. know, so you're not making it for everybody. You're making it for those who know the book. Well, not only that, but you're also making it for a general TV audience. Because yeah, you, look, this is something I, and this is the argument I've been in all year with some of you guys, and I will probably continue to be in. You have to remember the pool of people reading comic books by comparison to the people that watch TV. Absolutely, is like infinitesimal in comparison. Well, if like, you only if you only seek to bring in the comic book readers, you're not gonna your show won't survive. It's too niche an audience. Absolutely. I get it. And, and like the changes that they make to all the Marvel movies and some of the DC movies, mm-hmm. I dig because I get it. You, you can't go on a 45 issue, you know, can't go on the 45 issue arc of, you know, this, that, and the other and expect to get in a two and a half hour, three hour right. movie. I, even, I, even when it's up to three hours, they got to go where the money is. You got to well, rewrite stuff. I just want to planet Hulk was a year long story, right? You know, I, how do you do that unless you're going to do a series? Right. You don't. Right. You rewrite it. You make it fit in that nice little ca- candy coating. Mm-hmm. You know, you pack all the chocolatey goodness and that M&M and you get say here, enjoy. And most people enjoy. But those who are weird and don't like chocolate, spit it back out and say it's not like the original. And And you're like, well, you would never make money in Hollywood because that's not how things are done. Right. So I just as the last thing, and then I'm gonna jump right into the Amazon uh, plug. Like you have to adapt this for a general audience. I get that. That yeah. my my issues with it trying to reach that audience um, are essentially. I think there are plenty of people who that watch smart television. There's plenty of smart television out mm-hmm. there that doesn't have bang zoom. I I do feel like there is an element of Hollywood that says we're adapting a comic book. Okay, when do we get to the punchy parts? It's why I loved Doom Patrol season one. One, it was one of the best written TV shows of that year. Yeah. Two, it's and it still is. I just finished Doom Patrol season three, which we're going to review next week. Nice. And um, and it's still good. It's just not as good as it was the first season. But there was an acknowledgement that there there's a portion of the comic book reading crowd that just wants the punchy parts. But that's not your whole audience. That's certainly mm-hmm. not your general TV watching audience. And they went, you know, and and I feel like in the writing of Why the Last Man, they were like, we got to throw the punchy parts in. I'm like, you really didn't, though. This was well, an interesting enough subject matter all on its own. It's it's like they handed the plot over to somebody and say, okay, Yorick, he's our hero. What, what does he have, does his costume have a cape or no? Well, he doesn't have a costume. <laughs> well, you mean doesn't have a costume? It's a comic book, right? Right. Does he fly? Does he shoot lasers? What's he do? You no, he's the last that, man on earth. That's it. That's actually like a brilliant point you're making. I don't know if you realize you're making it. Like people hear comic books and they just assume you mean Superman, Batman, Absolutely. and Iron Man. Absolutely. But do you know, like people listening to this that just saw the show but aren't like comic book fans? Do you know there are all kinds of comic books out there? There are comic books that just deal in true crime, that just deal in like crime fiction. There are comic books, um, and like I love reading like indie comics. I love reading stuff from like, Aftershock to Perdition. Yeah, that's a good one. It's one of the ones I've wanted to do on here. But like there there's I have a whole slew of indie comic books that I've bought, especially from this one company. I think again, I think it's called Aftershock. 
Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, and one of them is about like a gay MMA fighter who gets outed. Another one uh, is a really fun fantasy book where people decide who's going to be pre- who's going to be an elected official by having it by having an MMA fight. Um, there, there's a there's a crime fiction one called Killer Groove that has to do with like an old musician and a detective mm-hmm. and all of that. But None of really what I just good. said had superheroes in it. No, it. <laughs> I mean freaking okay. Um, what what? Oh, okay, uh, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Nobody realize. I mean, like they do because they say it every every week. But most of your general audience is going to is, is always going to be like, oh yeah, that is a comic book. Well, I never would have guessed that. Right. They don't make comic books about zombies. They don't fly. You know, kind of a deal. Well, you, know, you got to read more comic books if you don't believe zombies can fly. But um. Yeah, what what all my um, what did I read that that was um, gosh, I followed from like why the last man was one. Um, there's all kinds of true crime stuff that I love that I'll tell I, you I can't this, think off the top of my head. I'm glad they haven't like when we did Saga a few years ago. I was like, how has this not been adapted yet? After right. seeing why the last man, and I really am done after this. Until they figure out that that how to write and adapt comic books for an adult audience that isn't a toaster oven collectively that isn't like mildly mentally retarded please just leave Sokka alone yeah you're not gonna get it right you're just gonna piss people off did they do a taco bell with a commercial with saga character or people dressed up like saga in it who knows all right folks that's it that's our review of why the last man before we go, um, I want to let you know, recording this on a Thursday night, tomorrow is Friday, because Friday follows Thursday, in case you didn't know that. And uh, tomorrow, the new Volbeat album comes out. Did you know that, Ronnie? Did you know I didn't. That I did Servant not. Servant of the Mind by Volbeat was going to be released tomorrow? Quit making bands up. I'm not. You know what a Volbeat is. No, I know is. Volbeat. Yeah, I know Volbeat. I mean, like, I, I, I get that you don't know who John, John Cougar Concentration Camp is. But, you know, <laughs> I swear to this day you made that up. <laughs> I got that. There's no Cooper. band that is ballsy enough to call themselves that. <laughs> um, but uh, but Volbeat is a real band and they have a real album coming out tomorrow. They're Did you know that if band. you wanted to listen to it, but with for free and didn't want to pay for it? Did you know you could do that? Free, you say free. Explain how. how, sir. I will. Well, you could listen to the new Volbeat album on Amazon Music Unlimited by clicking on our link in the description of this podcast for getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network, and you'll get a free, count them free, I don't know why I'm putting it before, free, (laughs) free, for free, 30 days, Um, for free trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service, yay, too legit. Hey, hey, too much. Um. Anyway, um. Please, Hammond, don't hurt him. You could, you could do, you could do like me right now and do the Macarena or the Time uh, Warp. You could wow. do the Time Warp again for free <laughs> <laughs> by clicking the link in this uh, description of this podcast at getamazonmusic.com/slash/w2mnetwork to get your free trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Um, you keep you check out the service. You can download all the uh, stream all the music you want. At the end of thirty days, if you want to keep it, you pay the monthly fee like you would do for Spotify or Apple Music. If you want, you can cancel it um, if you don't like it. But that, that's crazy talk. But uh, there's no fuss, no muss, no contracts, no nothing. It's there's, worth it. 
is absolutely worth clicking the link in here just to test it out. And if you don't like it, you can cancel it. But if you do that, you help us out. You keep the wheels turning here on this podcast machine. Worst case um, scenario, you end up with 33 days of music. All right. And who doesn't want a soundtrack to their life? Um, I just want to let people know, if you happen to catch the live stream of this, and a few people you know, bounced in and out tonight, mm-hmm. um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Or um, if you happen to have caught this podcast somewhere, but you're not subscribed to our podcast feed, on your pod, the podcast feed of your uh, podcast chaser of your choosing, please do so. Um, if you subscribe, you'll get the shows automatically. I'm subscribed through Apple Music. Yay. I'm and a, some of the shows I listen to and some of them I don't. I don't particularly, not particularly interested in soccer. So. I am subscribed <laughs> through Apple Podcasts as well. But also, I've subscribed on YouTube. Right. So, you know, you'll get all of our shows that we do here on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network, except for the Metal Hammer of Doom, are live streamed. Uh, we encourage you to come on the shows, check us out, uh, leave comments. We've been doing Talk a lot of box. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of boxing live streams lately, and um, those have gotten some really good interaction. Last night, myself, Robert Winfrey, and Robert Winfrey did a triple feature for a bunch of MMA movies. Halle Berry's Bruised, Born Champion with Dennis Quaid, and um, Warrior from about a decade ago with Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. Such a good movie. And we had friends in their chat room that were contributing and hanging out with us the whole time. So uh, we will acknowledge you. We will, you know, connect with you. If, you, know, if you if you send biblical passages, I'm probably not going to put those up. <laughs> but feel free. That's real true story. But feel free to do so. So, you know, we're really trying to grow the channels. Uh, subscribe. Like and subscribe on YouTube. If we eventually get to, I think it's 200,000 subscribers, um, we can then be a uh, critic on Rotten Tomatoes. And that is the goal at this point. Yes! I need yes! to be on Rotten Tomatoes. If we Doug Walker can on be on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes, I need to be on Rotten Tomatoes. It's Jeremy half Johns. These, if half if, these dill weeds on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes are on there, that by God, we need to observe. If Jeremy Johns <sighs> of JeremyJohns.com can be on Rotten Tomatoes, I can be on Rotten Tomatoes. First of all, your name is your you 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 don't work you don't have jeremyjohns.com god i hate that yeah i'm done now chris if chris stuckman can be on rotten on rotten tomatoes i don't see why we can't so and the he, fact that he just says i'm going to start my own website <laughs> and i'm going to talk about movies and he does so in a very poor way mm-hmm. he doesn't do a good job but yeah he has that many, listen we do good here. Mark puts a lot into this. Mark is a very talented, talented reviewer, critic, and just a handsome man. And he deserves to be on Rotten Tomatoes. So I beg of you, I will go full ASMR for you if you just put Mark on Rotten Tomatoes. Please subscribe. Please. W2Mnet.com on YouTube. Uh, that's where we are. All right. Enough about uh, enough begging for now. Uh, this week we reviewed you season two and Kanto Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, um, the aforementioned triple feature. And then uh, tomorrow we'll have two Volbeat releases one for Seal of the Deal and Let's Boogie, and another one for Rewind, Replay, Rebound. Saturday, uh, we'll have Jesse and Al Sedano of the Thanos and Warlock uh, podcast, Resurrections. Um, they are finishing up the run on Stars and Stripes, this uh, volume two, uh, which is the second half of that the run of that series. 
Uh, I may or may not be doing coverage for the Devin Haney fight. Depends on what time my wife and I are done watching the second part of Beatles Get Back. Uh, but we are definitely doing the Tank Davis versus Isaac Cruz fight. That'll be myself and Robert Winfrey. We'll also re-airing our Big Short review. That's directed by Adam McKay. And Adam McKay has actually got a movie coming out a week from tomorrow uh, called Don't Look Up. It's going to be in limited theatrical release before it goes on Netflix on December 24th. Cool. So if you want to see it in theaters, you can do that from the 10th to the 24th. Uh, next week, myself and Jason Teasley will be reviewing King Richard, The Guilty, and Night Teeth. Um, myself, Alexis Haina, and David David Wright and Robert Winfrey are re reviewing Cowboy Bebop. Chris Sheehan of X-Laps and uh, his ElfQuest podcast and whatnot are reviewing War NXT War Games. Myself and Jesse Starcher are reviewing Doom Patrol Season 3. And finally, 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 Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, myself and Pat Mullen will be doing the next chapter of the Four Kings of Boxing, Leonard versus Hearn, the showdown at the Palace. Good show. Y'all are doing a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Go ahead and tell them uh, about your twitching and shouting. I'm a dungeon master. Woohoo! Woo! What are that you like in is... the books that my are you in the dirty books that my wife reads? No. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. God, if I'm on a cover of one of those, things have gone poor poorly. Your your my, wife is into some bad books. My wife um, is into dirty BDSM books. Oh. What that means is I actually run games of Dungeons and Dragons and I do oh, so online. Not those kinds of books. No, no. <laughs> Uh, but there is one that you would probably like that is called the uh, Book of Vile Darkness um, from way back in the day. You can't get it anymore. They took it off shelves. Uh, anyway, uh, I run live uh, actual play streams of Dungeons & Dragons every other Saturday. Now, um, I had plans to... Uh, we, 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 we took a week off because we do it every other week uh, because I had plans to go see my family for Thanksgiving. Well, they all done caught the COVID and uh so i couldn't go in and see them so we still took the week off so uh, a week from saturday we're coming back and we're coming back strong and it's going to be a good time we're playing rhyme of the frost maiden where everybody is up north in the arctic tundra of 10 towns and it's been a lot of fun We've got some great characters We've got some amazing players uh we all we have dedicated microphones for each of our players now which is really cool uh, so they're coming in a lot. You can hear them a lot better. Um, so we're getting we're getting better at, at, at a little bit of the technical stuff. But I tell you what, man, it's a lot of fun. I, I am in the works of restarting my video game streaming. I am in the works of starting a second game. Uh, we got some plans on you know some other board games, tabletop games, card games being streamed soon. Uh, you know, like Ronnie, you say that every time you come on here. Yeah, that is a lot of work to try to get scheduled around. I now understand what Mark goes through when he ever, whenever he opens the giant tome that is the schedule amongst the candles and the men in, uh, you yeah, know, do you know what it's like when people can't start on time or forget they're on a podcast? Listen, man, <laughs> I will burn this mother down. It's fine. Just asking. I have a dog. He's like my child. I had to tell oh my God. Him. He's, he's so sweet. You'd love him. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it's a lot of a lot of scheduling going into that. We're you know, I'm back into Magic the Gathering, so we'll probably be streaming some of that soon. Uh, yeah, man, we got a lot of we got a lot of plans coming up, so stick with me. Um, actually, going to probably be coming back tomorrow night with the uh, the old one two punch of streaming some uh, 
uh, Call of Duty with my friends. Uh, Activision still sucks. They still haven't given me my old con my old thing back, but they made it to where I could. Uh, my friends made it to where I could uh, start a new thing and play with them. So I love them. Uh, start a new account. Um, other than that, man, just uh, follow me on Twitch. Uh, it is called is uh, Misfits and Miscreants. So if you go to twitch.tv slash Misfits and Miscreants, you can just hit that follow button and keep up with me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Don't do much on Twitter, but mostly Instagram. Uh, I post a lot of stuff on there. You know, I started painting miniatures and terrain and stuff. Uh, but you can keep up with us, what we're doing on there as well. Uh, we also have a TikTok, which I do every once in a while uh, make a TikTok, but mostly I just use it to watch other things. People a lot more talented than I am in that in that aspect. Uh, but yeah, just any kind of social media, follow us on it, and we'll, we'll get you hooked up, man. Uh, we'll make sure you know what we're doing. And uh, with the new season of Stranger Things coming out, when, Mark? I don't know. I don't cover that on here. Well, F. <laughs> um, I'll be giving them something special. Uh, that has to do with Dungeons and Dragons and Stranger Things. So coming up soon, as soon as the new season drops, I'll be giving away a Stranger Things themed Dungeons and Dragons starter set, which will be really cool. It has a really, really, really good uh, 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 module in it, campaign, whatever you want to call it, book. Uh, so yeah, with that, I will shut up now and kick it back to you, Marcus. All right. Thanks for joining us here on our review of why the last man brought to you by FX on Hulu for the dungeon why? master, Ronnie Adams. I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe and behave.